Welcome to Dance Matters Podcast, the place where we talk all things dance and the performing arts industry. A place where we share knowledge and real stories from people in the industry in the hope of inspiring and educating. We are your hosts, Kaylee and Charlie. Today's guest, Winston Skye, is an incredible young dancer taking Australia by storm. Growing up specialising in hip-hop, Winston started his training at 11 years of age. It quickly became apparent that he had both talent and love for it. He has represented Australia in Soulfam and Checkmate. Winston was a part of a crew that won four consecutive world titles at the World Hip-Hop Championships. At any opportunity he gets, he loves to share his passion through teaching young dancers and recently was asked to instruct at ADF. Most recently, Winston thrilled audiences on stage with his role in the Dream Dance Company's Icon Show. This exciting young dancer has so much to offer and we are thrilled to be chatting to him today. Welcome, Winston. Hi Winston, thank you so much for joining us today. Hello, thank you for getting me on. I'm excited. You're a renowned hip-hop dancer and choreographer, but can you take us back to where your love of dance first began? Absolutely. Yeah, my love of dance definitely started when I was a kid, probably around 11 years old actually. Michael Jackson was a huge influence. The first dance move I ever learned was the moonwalk, taught myself in front of a mirror and then yeah, kind of started from there. So when did you attend your first dance class? 11 as well. My mum caught me like teaching myself dance moves and then one day she just picked me up. I had no choice in it really, but I'm glad I didn't. She like brought clothes, a singlet, like whatever was kind of cool back in the day and then threw me in the dance class. <laughs> and you went straight into a hip hop class, was it? How often were you training at that age? Yeah, uh, only once a week at that age because it wasn't really something, you know, we took seriously. It was just a fun sort of thing for me to do after school. So it was only about 45 minutes once a week. And was it always hip hop? Did you train in any other styles? Only hip hop. Only hip hop my entire life, yeah. We're going to get you up on a ballet bar. <laughs> yes, a lot of people have been trying to get me up on a ballet bar. Did you complete any full-time dance training? No formal full-time dance training. I never went to a full-time school. Um, like I said, just predominantly within hip hop. But I did train quite a lot, probably about five to six hours every day. Probably when I was about 15, that started. So when did you start to take it a bit more seriously you started out with one class a week at 11 when did you start to up the training it started to get up probably at the age of 13 when I joined my first ever crew XBL Adopist at the time and actually that following year we ended up going to HHI Hip Hop Internationals we took out Australia Nationals as well so that's when it started getting a little bit more serious but I would say a bit more on the professional side when I was 15 to 16 is when I started to get like oh this might be something I do as a career you worked at Australia's number one hip hop school house of soul competing in choreographing what is it about house of soul that makes it such a great hip-hop studio definitely the person that runs it she uh, tanika westcomb she is like one of the most lovely and beautiful people i've ever met she's super kind but super hard working and she actually started the first ever all hip-hop school in queensland so i think that really separated house of soul from majority of the hip-hop schools up in queensland because that's the only thing we were focused on is just hip-hop you represented australia in crews such as Soul Fam and Checkmate. How do you get into crews like that? Um, it's definitely an audition process for most crews that you'll find. Um, it was definitely an audition process for uh, those teams. Uh, but I think you just have to be around the right people and have the mindset or hunger to be within a team. And then from there, it's just training really hard. And then if that audition comes around, it's just putting yourself up there, going to the audition. And if they see that you have some potential, then yeah, they'll, they'll chuck you in. And once you're part of those crews, do you remain in it or do you have to keep auditioning? 
auditioning every year? Uh, you definitely have to keep auditioning every year. Well, that's how Soul ran it. I know a lot of other studios run it like that. It's just to keep that mindset of like, no matter what, you still need to keep working. So if, you don't, if you're not upping your game every year, you need to make sure you're training hard, hard enough to show that you have the willingness to be a part of a team and something bigger. With them, you have won four consecutive world titles. What is the competition like at the World Hip Hop Championships? Uh, yes, so it was a different world titles than the normal world titles. Uh, it's more of a creative world title. There's still a bunch of different teams from across the world that are coming to compete. The competition is definitely next level. It's the best of the best. Yeah, you have the best of the best coming to showcase their unique sort of talent and all their hard work. You have teams that are working just as hard as you, if not more. So it's really just a showcase of, yeah, who's got the cooler thing that year. Are there a different range of world titles for hip hop? Yes, more so now. Okay. More so now. Uh, but back in the day, there was pretty much just one prominent competition called HHR, okay. Hip Hop International. And that was kind of regarded as the Olympics of the hip hop world. Uh, but as time moves on and like ha- as dance has evolved, there's definitely different titles that are just as prestigious with just a different format and criteria. And when you go to them, are there different categories that you can compete in? Yes, a bunch of different categories. The one that I went to focused on three major categories, junior, varsity and open. And is there a lot of teams you're competing against when you go there? Yes, there is uh, in the hundreds for sure. Definitely in the hundreds. And then uh, even with HHI, you got to count in the factor of like all the teams that had to compete at regionals to even get to the internationals itself. So yeah, you're versing probably thousands at the end of the day. Yes, I was going to say, are there certain requirements for competing? Do you have to have won a certain standard before you go? The one that I went to, uh, it was invitation only. So it was Mm -hmm. like, you get invited if you're already kind of prestigious sort Mm -hmm. of crew. Uh, But HHI is anyone that competes in regionals within your state. So usually you'll start with regionals and then it'll move to nationals within your country and then the nationals will then proceed into internationals, which is where the finals happen. Is there a certain number and amount that you're allowed in a crew? It varies. Usually the standard starts at eight um, maximum and then four minimum. But there there is mega crew divisions where it's like the minimum is like 20 and you can have up to like 40 people on stage. So a big difference. And where were the world titles held that you competed in? There's been a couple world titles I've competed and so the HHI ones uh, was in Arizona one year. Um, I don't even know where that is anymore, to be honest, but Arizona, San Diego, and Las Vegas, and um, Mexico. So you've gotten to do a bit of traveling with your dance? Yes, I've got to have the privilege, I guess, ever since I was quite young. I think I first traveled when I was 13 or 12 to America at the time. So that was something super special. And then that's just kind of led on to all these other amazing, spontaneous sort of trips across the world. How do you compare the competitions in a Australia to America is there a big difference in atmosphere I think they're different but just as good for different reasons Uh, I think the atmosphere in Australia is quite nice because everyone it's a lot smaller community so everyone knows each other so it's a it's a bit cooler in that essence that you get to go see like people that you might not have seen in years and all the different crews showcasing how hard they've been working so the atmosphere in Australia is quite nice Um, but the atmosphere like say if you go to like an internationals is mind-blowing because you get to see things that you don't usually get to see and like the standard of other countries is unbelievable so very inspiring to go overseas and compete if you were to narrow it down what would you say was your first breakthrough performance as a working dancer as a working dancer oh probably actually this year yeah Mm -hmm. because i've been a teacher pretty much my 
my entire life. And I was actually very unaware that you could work as a dancer dancer without being a, like a teacher or a choreographer. So it was this year, probably Rita Ora at Mardi Gras was my first, that was my first commercial job as a working dancer actually. So I'd say that. What age did you start teaching at? I was actually quite young for a, for a normal person, I think I was around 15 to 16 I started teaching. And is that what you thought you were going to do, make it a career out of being a dance teacher? Not originally. I actually wanted to be an astronomer. I studied to be an astronomer in my entire life, as weird as that sounds. Not many people believe me. Uh, but yeah, I did like physics and chemistry and all that sort of during school. And that's what I kind of had my eyes set on. Uh, but dancing was just always kind of there for me. And then whenever I got offered teaching roles, I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. And then the more I see people... People like actually building careers out of it, such as Marco, Panzer, Paris, Gobel, all those people. I started to realize, oh, maybe I can actually just do what I enjoy for a living. You were in this year's dream dance company show, Icon. What was the audition process like for that? I was actually really scary. That was it was a really scary audition. I think because you're up against like such incredible people. Like you look around in the audition room, and that was hundreds this year there was probably like i want to say 300 people audition yeah. 400 people um and that was just due to travel i mean if everyone could have traveled it'd have been way more so it's definitely a, a scary feeling but it's also an inspiring feeling because you get to be next to the best and they push you to go even even harder so in that audition were you mainly getting contemporary combos to do yes i definitely say contemporary combos which was a little bit scary even more so for me yeah um but i think this year i was super lucky because i don't think paris even knows but she definitely definitely has a flair of like mm. hip-hop inspiration mm-hmm. within her choreography so a lot of the moves i actually really connected to like the isolations the waves um and she gave a lot of freedom to kind of showcase what you have as well at the end like she wanted everyone to freestyle so that's that's where I really set my eyes on was just show her what I can do at the end. Were you a little bit hesitant going to that audition, knowing that it was probably going to be contemporary heavy and knowing that your training is hip hop? Yes, no, very hesitant. I was tossing and turning the entire time whether I should even turn up because I think every artist kind of goes through it where if you have a lot of eyes on you, you don't want to mess up or you don't want to embarrass yourself. So it was definitely out of my comfort zone, but I think that's where you grow the most. And I always tell myself that, so it was finally a time to kind of stick to my own words and actually do it. So, yeah, I definitely went, but I hesitated. What was it like being part of that show? Incredible. It was definitely incredible. It was life-changing, I want to say, in a way, as cliche as that kind of is. But the entire cast from down, I have such big love for Paris and such big love for Marco. Um, and it was such a full circle moment because the entire cast I kind of grew up with, from Macaulay to Isabel. I mean, I went to Vegas with Isabel when I was probably 14. So it was a real full circle moment to kind of see all my friends there all killing it all in the same job and just rehearsing together every day and getting to actually perform on stage with them was next level. Was that with Get the Beat that you went over with Isabel? Yes, I went over there, yeah. I performed in a lyrical performance with no training, so that was very fun. <laughs> you performed in a lyrical performance? Yes, exactly right, yep. I went, uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how it happened, but I was in the top five one year for senior, but I did hip-hop, obviously, and Shannon, the owner of Get the Beat and Flick, they gave me a message and they're like, you got to come to Gold Coast tomorrow. You're doing a lyrical routine. I said, all right. <laughs> I've never done it, but okay, cool. So I went, I learned it. I'm in the room with like Tyler Lotzoff, Isabel Kinnear, all these amazing, beautiful contemporary artists. And I had to learn this thing. And then I forgot that we even did it. And then we went to Vegas. And then one day they're like, oh yeah, you're competing with that lyrical uh, routine, by the way. 
and I said, oh, I haven't practiced it because I didn't realize. And then, yeah, so that was fun. (laughs) What was it like competing over in Vegas as a young 14-year-old? Really cool. That was really, really cool. It was one of the first trips I ever did solo without my parents. So I definitely had a lot more freedom and I was in Vegas. So it was such like a dazzling, starlit time for me. So yeah, that was fun. It was very fun. Your parents sent you over as a young 14-year-old boy to Las Vegas on your own. Yes. Yep. And (laughs) ever since that trip, because I made it home alive, uh, every trip after that, I just went by myself. So then the next year I went to LA and then Mexico for four years. So yeah, I've been traveling by myself at an early age. That is a level of trust there. Mm. It's a level of trust. Uh, Yeah, I want to say that I did everything by the book, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Precisely. (laughs) You've been asked to instruct at ADF. Do you enjoy doing workshops like that? Yeah, it's definitely, ADF was actually on my bucket list since I was like 14, 15 years old. So it's such like a full circle moment again for me. So it's definitely something I enjoy. It's my most favorite thing teaching. What would you say have been your career highlights? Career highlights? Probably the things that we mentioned. Probably Vegas trip was super fun. Icon for sure. Rita Ora. And I want to say Mexico just because it's unreal. You've had some pretty amazing things happen to you for such a young person and a young career starting out. Have there been any challenges you've faced along the way? Uh, There's definitely been some challenges. I think just everyday life challenges that get in the way of dance. Uh, But in terms of like dance challenges, I think it was trying to navigate a career out of it because the way that I grew up anyway, there was no one that really set out a plan for you and said, oh, you can do this, you can do this, you can do this. And then maybe you get a promotion and you can get this. Mm -hmm. There's no real structure to the dance world. So I think the biggest challenge is every day even to this day is trying to navigate a way to make it an everyday sustainable career yeah for sure and how do you offset that is that through your teaching you have a regular income through doing that which then enables you to go and do your own dancing Uh uh-huh for sure yeah I think that's definitely where I'm just fortunate enough that I enjoy the teaching Mm -hmm. and that's how I grew up um so the teaching definitely is my everyday sort of income that gets me through um and like you said that definitely provides me with the funds to then try to do something that could make me go to the next level it would be easy to fall into that rut where it's just like your cafe type job where it's helping you to sustain your dancing but you actually you really do love it and that passion comes through what do you love about teaching i think what i love about teaching is that that's just the purest form for me anyway of dance because i had such an incredible teacher i had such an incredible mentor tanika westcomb whose whole thing was teaching she didn't do anything other than teaching for the love of teaching so i got taught by someone who had that passion and I think that really resonated me as a kid so whenever I get to teach it's like I'm just passing on I guess the legacy of what hip-hop really is. Apart from hip-hop what would be your next favorite style to dance? Contemporary for sure probably it's very specific my favorite style Paris Cab actually is my favorite other than hip-hop to to dance. (laughs) Needs to be a new genre. (laughs) Needs to be a new genre honestly it does. (laughs) At what age did you decide you wanted to be a dancer? 15 is when I fully dedicated myself to it. Who would be your ultimate performing artist to dance for? Ooh, that's a good question. Maybe Justin Bieber or Billie Eilish. What is the most basic move people first learning hip-hop should start with? Probably probably a groove, a simple groove, just a one and a two and a three, because people underestimate how hard that is. <laughs> what is the hardest part of learning hip-hop? I think the hardest part of learning hip-hop is that people forget that hip-hop is an umbrella term and there is a bunch 
bunch of different styles within hip hop. You have locking, popping, breaking, whacking, voguing, uh, light feet, housing, all these other different subgenres, I guess, of that, that creates hip hop. Do you do all of the genres? Do they all come into part of your hip hop dancing? Yes, yeah, definitely for sure. I'm more so choreography based now, mm-hmm. uh, but growing up, instead of doing like ballet, for example, I did housing, and then instead mm-hmm. of doing tap, I did break dancing. So there was a bunch of different things I was learning. Who inspires you? Oh, that's a good question as well. A lot of people, a lot of people. I would say my main people that have inspired me throughout my years uh, would be first and foremost my mentor, Tanika Westcombe. Uh, Marco Panzik, who I kind of look to as a mentor as well. Uh, Paris Cav, obviously, that's on the list. And then a bunch of like LA choreographers like Lyle Beniga, Chris Martin, people like that. Has it ever been on your list to go over and train overseas LA? Yes, for sure. I've, I've been fortunate enough to train in LA a little bit. Whenever I do get to travel for HHI and that, I stay for a little while and train. Uh, but I definitely plan on at some point to go over there and give that industry a crack. What do you enjoy about choreographing? Oh, that's that's a really good one. I think choreographing because I'm such a creator and a creative sort of person, that's where I really get to let out my creative passion. So I get to create things. I think what I enjoy about choreographing is that I just get to create something that I see as my favorite sort of thing. I get to showcase my own movement. I get to showcase my own emotions, my own feelings, my my own creative concepts. I think that's what I enjoy about it. How would you describe your choreographic style? Oh, how would I describe it? A fusion, definitely a fusion. There's a bunch of different factors in my life that have shaped my choreography. And I feel like I'm kind of a chameleon like I'm always changing and adapting my choreography there's no like one set thing that I really do if you could tell your 10 year old self any piece of advice what would it be uh learn some other styles make your life easier later on for sure what are your goals and dreams for the future they're always changing my goals are always changing definitely work for a major artist like tour for a major artist um and then eventually open up a kind of like a studio but more of a show have my own sort of show I guess. Where can people follow your story or get in contact with you? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, winston.sky. That's pretty much the only thing I do. So, yes, you can follow my story on Instagram. And are we going to see Icon travel around Australia later? Uh, yes, I believe I believe I can say this. Yeah, you're definitely going to see us travel around. Yeah, you'll see us again. Awesome. Well, yeah. it was an absolutely incredible show. It must have been something incredible to be a part of. Yeah, it definitely was. And thank you so much for chatting with us today. Thank you. Thank you for getting me on i appreciate it it's been fun thanks winston so much for joining us today remember you can find all of our previous episodes on spotify iHeartRadio, apple Podcasts, and stitcher please feel free to get in touch with any feedback or questions you have via dm on instagram at dance matters podcast don't forget to head over to my diva squad to check out their amazing bags and dance accessories they have the best bags keep dancing and remember listen love and learn Catch you next time. Bye. Bye.